from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We like to talk about everything motorcycle related and bring you great guests to share their stories. So thank you for tuning in. On today's podcast, uh, we're going to actually be discussing something that comes up quite often. Uh, how do you how do you become a motorcycle mechanic, and where can you get that type of training, especially some specialized training? So we have Peter Sellers with us, who is an instructor at the Northwestern Polytechnic. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Leanne. Hello there. So I'm going to start with this because I'm pretty sure some people out there might be thinking. Who the heck is Northwestern Polytechnic? And in the grand scheme of things, it used to be, you can help me explain where it was and why the rebrand. Okay, well, this particular campus in Fairview used to be Fairview College. And uh, then we were taken over by Nate in 2004. And subsequently, we were uh, reassigned to Grand Prairie Regional College pardon me, in 2009. And the feeling from the community was that there was a need for uh, the ability to grant degrees. And as a result, there was the need to either become a university or a polytechnic. And with a view to the programming that we offered at uh, the Grand Prairie campus and at the Fairview campus, the polytechnic route was the obvious choice. And so we uh, that required rebranding. And that was just within the last year and a bit. Last year. We've just had our first anniversary, actually, as a politician. Thank you. Because I remember when that came up and I was like, oh, I need some new logos for the website because yeah. Grand Prairie Regional College has been a corporate sponsor of AMSS for quite a while now. So we got that all changed over. The website looks fantastic. Uh so now let's get into a little bit of like mechanics courses. Are those all primarily at the Fairview campus then? Uh, yes, all the motorcycle courses are here. As a matter of fact, that yes, most all of the mechanical courses are here. There are a few trades courses in the in, at the Grand Prairie campus. Uh, for instance, uh, there's mill right there, and there's some welding. Uh, electrician is down there, and instrumentation. Perfect. So, what kind of mechanics courses are available through? NWP, that's what we're going to call okay. it. <laughs> so if we start off from the biggest, we have heavy equipment, and then we have uh, the uh, Finning Caterpillar Think Big program, uh, then we have Automotive Service Tech, and then we have uh, Automotive Apprenticeship, and then we have Motorcycle Apprenticeship, we have Motorcycle Pre-Employment, and then we have Harley-Davidson uh, Certificate Training, and we have also Harley-Davidson Factory Training. So there's quite a bit of mechanical courses that you can okay. take. And let, let's, so let's focus on the motorcycles ones. Which ones are you specifically involved with? I'm specifically involved with the Harley-Davidson 15-week certificate program and the Harley-Davidson factory training. And remind me, is that special to just your campus? Um, like The 15-week certificate program is unique in Canada. There isn't another place that uh, you can go to in the country that there's a program like that, that's specifically Harley Davidson. And so if somebody wanted to specifically become a Harley Davidson mechanic and understand that they have to come to Fairview. Ideally, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess they could go stateside, but- They could go stateside, yeah. But that would be a little costly. It's it's quite a bit more expensive. (laughs) So what- what can uh, does anybody need any type of prerequisite to get into these programs? 
So the all the admission requirements are on our website. But currently, uh, for the Harley Davidson Technician, we're looking at uh, Math 10-1, English 10-2, or uh, Math 10C or Mash Math, pardon me, 10-3 or equivalent. Um, and there are, it says here, applicants who do not meet these requirements will be considered for admission on an individual basis. So if you don't have those requirements, you could essentially challenge. Um, I'm not sure of exactly the process, Leanne, but I would think it would be somewhere along the lines of what is your previous experience. So for instance, if you were entering as a mature student and perhaps you had some mechanical experience, that would count in your favor. That, that would make sense for sure. And what can students expect when they're taking like, well, the Harley will we'll speak specifically to the Harley Davidson courses because those are the ones you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. What can they expect through that time? Well, actually, uh, the the 15 week program is very, very, uh, very condensed in, 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 fact, in, in that we cover every part of the motorcycle. So we start with the initial, uh, the first week is very, uh, some basic shop tools and safety and uh, vehicle identification. And then we move right into our first module, which is Harley Davidson chassis, where we cover brakes, tires, wheels, wheel building, uh, front suspension and steering head bearing adjustment, um, on into swing arms, alignment, and then we're into electrical and we do every part of the electrical system. And then we're into powertrain after that, which is module three. And um, we we actually, the students take apart and rebuild four engines while they're here and the transmissions too. So that's, that's crazy. I always, like to, I always like to say we touch every part of the motorcycle front to back and inside and out. So we really well, do, so we're quite thorough. I mean, you kind of have to, if you're going yeah. to then leave that school and go work for a dealership, Absolutely. is there um, assistance when the students are finished the program to, for placement? Yes, we have we have a uh, a lady in our Grand Prairie campus who's, in, who's involved with with uh, uh, placing students. Yeah, is sure. that for all of the programs or just? Yeah, yeah. yeah for every program, every program that the, that the college has. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, it sounds like it's a great place to go and learn. Uh, is there? Um, I know one of the questions might be because a lot of people would have to travel up to Fairview for the courses. Is there lodging that's available for yeah, students? Yeah, most everybody has to travel to get here, uh, but we do have a, a, a very good um, accommodation on campus. So the choice of uh, townhouses, apartments, and then your your standard uh, dormitory room where you have your own room, but you have a shared kitchen and shared bathrooms and all that kind of thing. And what are people looking at for costs when it comes to the courses with or um, without lodging? That's a good question. The 15-week Harley-Davidson, I do believe, is right about 8000 I want to say. And I can't remember. I think the, the, the accommodation varies on what you have. Right. It would depend on apartment shared. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they're most expensive as a townhouses. And I think that's free to a townhouse. And I think it's about, I want to say it's about six fifty a month for the three and a bit months that you're here. That's not bad. So, yeah. so we have a cafeteria on campus, of course, and a gym and a swimming pool. So we have a full, uh, a full setup. Oh, lots of facilities then. Yeah. Is there is there really good like post-graduation support for your alumni? Yeah, absolutely. We have a we have a very active uh, alumni um, um, administrator 
who uh, organizes lots of things. And for sure, yeah, that we have, a, I'm, I'm in contact with a lot of my grads uh, uh, post-graduation and when they go into their, into either their own businesses or into their own, into their dealerships. So I, I, I keep in contact with all of them. And then quite often I'll, I'll see my graduates from the 15 week program come back into the factory classes later on. So I see them right the way through. What is, uh, what entails the factory classes? What makes them different? So, well, so the factory classes are written by Harley Davidson and they're part of what's known as the technician recognition program, which is a global uh, standard for Harley Davidson technicians in the authorized dealership network. So the courses that you could do here in Fairview uh, under what they, what they call the PhD training uh, is the same as you'd get in Germany, in England, in Brazil, China, India, all across the planet. And, the classes. and again, the only place to do that in Canada is at Fairview? Actually, no. Uh, just in the last few years, uh, Harley Davidson has opened up a facility in Montreal to deal with the French speaking students. Well, they did change their language laws out there. So <laughs> We used to do all the training across Canada. We used to actually load yeah. everything up on a semi-trailer and, and ship it out to Ontario. And then we would, they would ship it out uh, after that to Quebec. And we had a French-speaking instructor there who would use all of our training aids and bikes and computers and tools. And, and then, then we'd get everything back in January and set up here for the last two months. So, Well, I mean... To have an option out east is, I guess, not bad, but you do have to speak French, well, I would imagine. Yeah, well, at the time, it was all sponsored by Daily Harley Davidson Canada, and they bankrolled the entire thing. It was a very expensive process. And unfortunately, Daily Harley Davidson Canada is no longer uh, around. It's Harley Davidson Canada, and it's slightly different, slightly different uh, uh, emphasis on things. And then providing that regional training in Montreal just makes sense. Yeah, it's absolutely. And then there's one other type of courses that um, I should have known this for longer than I did. I was, you know, uh, this year old when I realized that Northwestern Polytechnic actually offers learn to ride courses. That's yes, that's not strictly speaking. It's, it's, it's through the college. It's on the college campus in Grand Prairie and in Fairview, but it's uh, the training is put on by, uh, by an independent riding school. Oh, it's just basically, offered through. Yeah, they basically, they they work with the college to provide that. That's that's excellent because that's a good thing to have yeah, really, uh, in yeah. that area of the yeah. province instead of having to travel too far. Absolutely, yeah, really. Which is yeah. which is fantastic. Okay, let's get a little bit into Peter Sellers and who Peter Sellers oh. is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what got you into riding? What got me into riding? Good question. Yes. Uh, well, I was always into bicycles as a very young child in, in, when I was growing up in, in Ottawa. And uh, my father, when we, we moved to England when I was young, and my father um, had a job where he had to ride around the countryside to various different farms. And he was uh, sampling milk and taking and testing milk for, for, for industry. And uh, he had gone into his 50s and he decided that riding around on his bicycle was getting a little tiring. So he bought a little moped. And uh, of course, he told me how to ride it, and then that was the end of it. And that, I started riding when I was 11 years old, and, and then progressed on through a series of bikes. And yeah, so. Well, and you would have learned then in an environment where they pretty much come out of the womb on a motorcycle. Well, not quite, but pretty close. <laughs> I did learn off road though, and I thought that I think that's a, a fairly key point. Was I learned how to ride on grass, and that's pretty slippery. But at least when you come off, it's a fairly soft landing. 
Well, that is true. Very different from payments. So what was your, what was your first, your first motorcycle? My first personal motorcycle was a, a, a 1965 Suzuki K11, which is an 80cc bike that I bought for one pound off of my girlfriend at the time. And I pushed it home two miles. And I think I rode it about 10 yards across the yard. And uh, then me and two friends took it apart and it never did go back together again. <laughs> And then, so then you graduated into, what are you riding these days? Oh, actually, I'm in between bikes at the moment. I had, uh, up until last summer, I had a 2017 uh, Road Glide Special, mm-hmm. which I loved, uh, and I uh, still miss it, but I had to put a roof on the house. And uh, right now, I'm actually in the, uh, um, closing on restoring my old, uh, my cousin gave me, in fact, many years ago, a 1979 Yamaha XT500 which is a single-cylinder, four-stroke enduro bike. And I, I like to say that it's built a little bit like a Harley-Davidson, but obviously I'm not going to say that it is one. It definitely isn't. But uh, it's it's kind of an neat old bike, and I've had it I've, I've had it uh, taken apart for quite a long time, probably a lot longer than I should have had it taken apart because I can't remember where half the pieces go now, but uh, I'll get it figured out. I have the manual. <laughs> I will succeed. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Um, what would be your dream bike? If you could have a Rogue Glide special, yeah, you want that one back? Well, no, I can't get that one back. No, I'm going to move on. I'll get another one. Uh, I don't know. Probably this year. But um, I'm hoping in the next couple of years to get another one. Well, congratulations on being a responsible person and putting a roof on your house. (laughs) Well, you know, I have a son in college as well, so we have that to consider. But uh, it is what it is. I might pick up. I've got got a friend who wants to sell me uh, his old soft tail, so I might pick up his old soft tail for a year. It'll be a bit of fun. (laughs) The blast from the past. Well, I mean, such a different riding too. Like it's oh, yeah, much totally. smaller. Yeah. Totally. totally. Slower. <laughs> slower. Slower, smaller, but fun. Slower, smaller, fun. louder. <laughs> louder, yes. Okay. Where awesome. where is your favorite place to ride? Oh my goodness. Well, having spent so many years in BC, I have to say I really enjoyed uh, riding through the Okanagan, uh, really nice roads there, enough twisties to keep it interesting, uh, but the roads are wide enough so that it's not, you know, restrictive or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I had a really nice ride one year back from uh, Kelowna back up to, up through Vernon to Sickness, and that was a really nice ride. Beautiful road up through there. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Kootenays area myself, mm-hmm. so which is right next door, and so I've ridden it both and just – beautiful roads, beautiful and, and polite traffic. Yeah. yeah. Like they pull over for you so you can get around on the fun roads, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Now one of my, one of my bucket list uh, roads is the uh, Pacific coast highway. Right. How far down do you want to go the whole way? Uh, as far as I can go. As far as you, have you done the Cabot trail since no, you spent some time out East? That's a bucket list one. No, for me. no, I wasn't, I wasn't out East in any, any kind of age where I was able to oh. ride on the highway at all, but it's an interesting ride. I've heard lots about it. Yeah. I mean, we spend a lot of time out here on probably some of the best rated motorcycling roads between the Rockies and BC that were a little spoiled. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I oh, really actually, the one closer to home would be the, uh, Geisfields Parkway. I'd like to do that on the bike too. 
Yeah, that is, uh, that's an amazing one to ride. My one piece of advice to everybody when they talk about it is get up and get out early and beat the camper traffic. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. See that definitely been a <laughs> Have you had any, we're, we're doing a bit of a theme this year with, with some of our guests who especially have been riding for a long time where um, talk about some personal stories. Have you had any, what we're calling hard lessons learned? along your way in riding oh my word more than i can remember oh my goodness what would be one that oh. you would like to to share that might help other people think twice about some things well i remember <laughs> i remember getting i remember getting caught in the rain uh one year back in the uk and i was on one of my little bikes and um, i had a girlfriend on the back and she was wearing leather pants but they weren't motorcycle pants but they were leather and um, I said, well, look, at you know, I've only got jeans on. I've got one pair of rain pants. Why don't I wear the rain pants? And then the, then the rain will come and they hit me and it won't hit you. You know, that was my thinking at the time. But, of course, it didn't really work out that way. And it ruined her leather pants, which were quite expensive. And I, I think in hindsight, let the girl wear the rain pants next time. <laughs> um, or have two pairs of, or two or sets two of rain gear. Have you ever had any um, near misses or like oh, yeah. what would be one that you can remember that if you could go back and do it again, you would have known what to do? Well, yeah. Um, I think it's probably really more to do with, with youth and uh, being an idiot and, <laughs> and uh, riding just a little bit too fast in the wrong conditions and um, trying to compete with a friend with a with a faster machine and uh yeah put me in a position that probably wasn't the best so your advice would be uh take it to the racetrack that is a good that's a good one i mean we have plenty of racetrack options now in alberta yeah yeah some people do i mean in the cities you're all right but using the public highway to uh, to do that kind of thing is not a great idea I think the other one would be um, that I would take away from your story would be uh, one that we try to emphasize with new young riders is no need yeah, to compete no, with that, others. Yeah, no, you know, the only person you have to impress is yourself and and uh, you, you don't have to try and keep up with everybody else. Absolutely not. Fun. Pretty sure your loved ones want you home in one piece. Exactly. Well, we're both, we're, yeah, or better, yeah. we are both here to talk about, you know, those types of stories. Um, I do really want to thank you, Peter, for, for coming on. It's been a long time in the works for me to get formally GPRC to like now Northwestern Polytechnic up onto the podcast and to talk a little bit about what the campus can offer and share, you know, with people, this is like, these are credible courses and they're going to take you far. So thank you. Thank you very much for your time. And, uh, I will probably see you out and about throughout the summer. I'm sure. um, I think, I think Darcy and I are hoping to come down to blackjacks again. Sir, awesome. Well, we will we'll see you around then for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, when you were you, you were asking me, I I'm actually a graduate of of the program that I now teach on. Oh, fantastic! I did, I did the Harley Davidson 15 week course here in 1992, and my instructor was Andy Smith, who was a another who was a Brit, and Andy actually went on to work for Harley Davidson in, in Milwaukee after this, and he only just 
left the motor company a couple of years ago. Just, re- just retired a few years ago. Wow. So you're like a full circle student into instructor. Yeah. And actually, so is Carl. So the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're passing on all those gems to the next generation, which is great. Hey, Peter, I know we talked about some pricing and prereqs and stuff. How can people get a hold of you or the the school to find out more information? Yeah, thanks, Leanne. The the best way is to go to the uh, website, which is www.nwpolytech.ca. And if they go through the program, uh, the program tab, they can find their way to the Harvard Davidson Technician. And through that, you can get the program pricing. Actually, you can get program pricing for all of our programs through the website. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me personally or Harley Davidson training, it's psellers at Northwest or nwpolytech.ca. Today's mail question comes from Bruce, one of our board members down in Calgary, wanted to know how do I do a U-turn on an electric bike or a dual clutch equipped motorcycle when there is no clutch friction zone to control the power? And this is a great question and one that was hard to find an answer to. So I actually enlisted help from uh, our friend Chris over at TNT Motorcycling. His first initial response to me was take a course from TNT and I laughed and he laughed and then he gave me an answer, which was, as you do with a normal U-turn, you choose a suitable open and safe spot to turn. Ensure there's no traffic or other hazards before you begin your turn. Set a constant slow speed and look where you're going. Keep the throttle steady. Turn the handlebar as close to lock as you can, keeping the bike upright. You can cover or use light pressure on the rear brake before you begin to use it and to help stabilize the bike. Practice in an open area or a parking lot with both directions. What this means is you don't have to have your clutch engaged when you're doing slow speed skills. You can just keep a very steady throttle and use that back brake to help control the speed or the power. That way you can do slow speed on an electric or a dual clutch. And hopefully uh, you guys will practice whether you have a normal clutch or not and keep up on your slow speed skills. So with that, that is our show today. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or to listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get yours. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a guest you think would be great on the show or a question for our mailbag, let us know. You can connect with us through all the socials, email us at info at ab-amss.org or reach out through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe and think bike. We will see you out on the road. 